You're listening to episode number six of the Boys Built Better podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about making the transition from elementary school to middle school. Welcome to the Boys Built Better podcast. I'm Jessica, a mom of three boys who is just trying to do things better. I'm coming to you from Fort Collins, Colorado, where I live with my husband, our boys, and a whole lot of four-legged friends. I'm here to share my thoughts on raising boys in today's world, find answers to your parenting questions, and chat with experts about building happy, healthy boys. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Today I'm going to be chatting with my friend Erin and we're talking about making the transition to middle school. Her son just finished sixth grade and for those of you that have been listening, you know that I've got a son going into six, making the transition into middle and also I've got a son that's making the transition into elementary school. So we've got a lot of change happening at our house. So we're chatting today about middle school and how that's different from elementary school and what to expect. So let's cut on over to the interview. Hi, Erin. How are you? Good, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been really interested in coming on your podcast. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. But before I ask um, you a little bit more about yourself, I'm going to do an icebreaker. I want to know what is something that you're really into right now. I know you're surviving the summer with your kids home too, so it can be something kid-related. It could be... Anything. Typically, things that I'm into are not (laughs) (laughs) kid-related. And anyone that knows me at the moment knows that I'm very into tennis. Yes. I've been playing a lot of tennis. And as a result, my husband's now playing tennis. The kids are playing tennis. So it's pretty... So I guess in a way it is kid-related because we're all doing it. but, But it's a nice way for me to get away from all of them. Or come together with all of them. Right. That's kind of cool. Because now it can be either or. tennis is really starting to interfere with mine, which I really don't appreciate. Oh, like he <laughs> needs to play tennis when you need to play tennis and somebody still needs to well, watch your children. we're both on a team. So there's practices and uh, matches. And so every freaking night someone, well, I have tennis tonight. No, I have tennis. Well, I'm going to play in the morning. No, I'm going to play in the morning. But luckily, the kids at this point, we can just leave them and we don't really have to coordinate so much. Which is completely one of the things we're going to talk about today, which is that at a certain age, you can start leaving your kids. So those of you who are listening with with younger kids, that will happen at some point where you can leave your children alone and go do something. And then it's great because the older one can even watch the younger one. So you can leave the younger one at a much earlier age than... And we're not there yet. <clears throat> I'm waiting for that day when my oldest so can watch my they, youngest. So long as they get along, okay. Which is the other question. Right. All right, so um, you are a very good friend of mine. Yes. But for people who don't know you, mm-hmm. will you tell me a little bit more about yourself? My name is Erin. I have two boys. Um, one is 12, turning 13. The other is 9, turning 10. Um I went to CSU and then moved away and lived in Vail, Colorado for quite some time. And then my husband and I made our way back to Fort Collins due to the recession and job availability. Um, So we've been here about nine years now and we love it. And I don't work, so I get to spend a lot of time navigating motherhood. And that's why it's nice to have friends like you. Yeah, that's how we met. We met at the park. Her kids were in 
taekwondo uniforms, yeah. and I had a child that wanted to start taekwondo, so I asked you about I'm it. I'm number one. You were you were the first person that I first met friend. when we moved here. <laughs> <laughs> first friend, and we have oh. our two. Well, my two oldest. You only have two, right? But our two, the two, her two kids and my two oldest kids are about the same age. Well, I didn't really think you were going to be having a third. No, nobody thought. Well, yeah, we, yeah, that that happened. And that happened. <laughs> so the reason why I have you on today is, well, I interviewed my friend Sydney, whose son just finished elementary school Mm -hmm. and I have a son and I'm interested in that transition to elementary school because my youngest is about to go to elementary school and you have a son that just finished sixth grade his first year of middle school and Mm -hmm. my oldest is about to go to middle school so the transition from elementary school to middle school has been on my mind so Mm -hmm. I want you to kind of help any one of us who has a fifth grader Mm -hmm. going into middle school or making a school transition to kind of just chat about what middle school is like, the differences between elementary school. There's been a couple of times we've talked this year where you said, oh yeah, you know, we can't, I don't really talk to the teachers anymore. And I just think that um, it's interesting to hear about your perspective having just finished your first year. Okay. So tell me about your oldest son's first year, just like in general, what sixth grade was like for him, that transition? In general, surprisingly, it's been a great year. I really, I really didn't know what to expect. And I think if you, if you're thinking about back to your own middle school experience, or if you're watching like shows about, you know, diary of a wimpy kid and they're in middle school, like it's really just not like that. It's not anything like I remember. I think that they're so middle school is so much more evolved now that they really are sort of wrapping their arms around the kids more so and helping them navigate and creating like an environment that's really positive for kids. Now, on the other hand, maybe I really don't have a clue <laughs> maybe what's happening at school. I'm very naive. Um, But so far, it's really been positive. I've really been (coughs) excited to see how much more responsibility Max has and has taken on with us having to be involved very little. So with that, what what kind of things were the same? Like you kind of felt like, oh, this is really similar to elementary school. Hmm. I don't know like it's really pretty different because I've been lucky enough to been to be able to be in the school so I knew all the kids in elementary school I knew all the parents <coughs> I'm sorry um so like literally sending him into middle school they walk in you don't go inside you don't meet or I didn't meet the teachers well I guess you do at the very beginning And after that, I didn't see them again, really. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned volunteering in elementary school, but not so much in middle school. Right. Is there still a need for volunteers in middle school, or is that done? There is a need. However, it's usually tied to an event. But for a classroom type of volunteering, no. No. I pretty much think they don't want to see you. They don't want to see you. They don't want to be bothered. Which I think is a huge... I mean, that's like one of the kind of big things to even chat about with this transition is this 
I mean, it sounds so different from the communication, the type of communication you had with your elementary school teacher into middle school. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well, that's interesting because what I have found is that there have been some younger teachers who are really like technologically advanced. So they're emailing you and they have like Google Classroom and they have like all this sort of online stuff that mm-hmm. I can't really teach. Like, I don't really know what they're doing. Like, I'd rather just have a phone call. I'd rather have an email. I can't... Keep track of all that. I just can't. Like, I, I don't have a desire to. I feel like it's, like, so much. But for them, these younger teachers, I feel like that's that's how they operate now. So... And is your son on board with that too? Does he totally get all of that? He totally knows what's happening. So I've really had to rely on, okay, Max, like you, you're saying that everything is going great. You're saying that you're on top of it until I hear otherwise, I guess we just believe you because I don't really have a way of knowing even with their grades. Like you have to go online Check their grades. We we have that in <clears throat> elementary school, and I don't ever check it because no. I feel like at least maybe it'll be different. In elementary school, somebody's going to message right. me and let me know if I need to see something. Right. Right. So there was a time when when we did have to go and meet with the teacher, which was – he was totally open to, the teacher was, so that wasn't a problem, but – yeah, I don't know. I don't, I really just haven't, I, I haven't known what is going on. Really. <laughs> but I think that's and good to know. I guess I could be a different kind of parent that really tries to involve myself more, but I've really just sort of, I've really let go. And isn't this the time though? Doesn't, isn't that what your kid wants as well? That a little bit more independence? I feel like that is part of this transition. Is... I think so. I think it depends. It really depends on the kid. Like my my next kid that goes to middle school, I mean, it could be a very different experience. Right. And that, I think personality has a lot mm-hmm. to do with it too. And your, your oldest is pretty easygoing and is super friendly and social. And so just even that transition right. isn't going to be really fearful for him no. at all. And I'm sitting over here worried about my child transition because mm-hmm. he's actually going to a whole new school mm-hmm. he's transferring he'll be brand new he won't really know he'll know mm-hmm. some of the neighborhood kids but he won't know a lot of people and <clears throat> I'm certainly more worried about it than he is mm-hmm. he's he's not really worried about it at all well I think that's where we have to be sort of a tough exterior and letting them know that we trust their process you know yes that I trust you to I mean even this year Max was setting his own alarm, getting himself up, getting himself ready. At some point, I thought, oh, I'll be getting up too at 6.30, and I'll be making him breakfast. Well, that ended very quickly because... So early. Right. I just was like, oh, really? Like, I'm pretty sure you can get your own breakfast. He's making his own lunch. I was very concerned about lunch. Because it turns out that maybe he packs like three granola bars and a piece of salami. 
But you know what? That's good That's with fine. him. And if he was more hungry, he would pack himself <laughs> something else, right? Like or maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. But that, you know, so the the episode where I was talking about transitioning to kindergarten, we were talking about all these self-help skills mm-hmm. that that young children needed to be successful in school. And I was thinking about it when I was kind of brainstorming questions for you today. Like what things, there's not really going to be anything that my 11 year old needs to work on, Mm -hmm. but that might be something if you have somebody transitioning, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're, you know, you're going to set your own alarm clock and, and getting used to that. I think it'd be really great. Well, I guess your school elementary has started early Early. already, but I mean, we've gone from like a nine o'clock school start time to like a seven 30 school start time. Which is crazy. So that was a pretty big transition um, which in riding, he, like he was riding his bike to school every day, like and really like uh, arranging it with his friends via text. Like, who are we going to ride today? And you know, it's just like small things that you don't realize you've always done for them that they can now do themselves. And it's probably, and I think and it's probably, probably easier for them to do it themselves than it is for us to let them do it. And they've it. probably been able to do it themselves right. for a really long time. Like what things could my kids be doing now that I didn't even give them a chance to do? I'd probably everything. This is like the dumbest question, but I actually mm-hmm. thought of it. It's And it's not on the list I, mm-hmm. I sent you. Um I was thinking about lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. What do you pack? Because you, I know you had this sort of like yeah. little bento box yeah. kind of thing. Is that what your son's packing, or is there some no. sort of like new cooler middle school? Do middle schoolers carry something else <laughs> to school? You know, I think a lot of middle schoolers just get lunch at school. Yeah, my kid doesn't because he's so annoying and doesn't like to eat anything. Um, Except for granola bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I literally got him like a like a lunch bag. But he's a boy. Like whatever you give your boy, they just use it. They just use it. <laughs> like they don't really care, you know? But it was ni- it was nice because it's like an ice pack. The whole bag is like an ice pack. So you put the bag in the freezer at night, which half the time he probably wouldn't even do. Right. And then just stuff whatever you want in it. And I did that because they have to keep it in their locker. Ah. So that's another thing. The locker. Well, it needs, yeah. And my my want to, like, know what's going on inside of his locker. Or even that, like, there's <clears throat> nothing growing in it. Like, some sort of old, moldy thing. Well, like, I got him, like, <laughs> at the beginning, I got him, like, a shelf and, like, like a, like a whiteboard that you could like write notes on like thinking of all these like great organizations things that you and I would do <laughs> right and I'm pretty sure nothing ever got written yeah. on the noteboard or if it did it was something totally inappropriate or the shelf like I went we I was we, we were in the school for like some sort of whatever we were there for it was some sort of outside of classroom event and so we're in the hallways. Max, I want to see. I want to see in your locker. Show oh, me. Okay, in your show locker. me your locker. Um, the shelf that I got him was just like turned upside down, <laughs> so it wasn't even like being used as yeah. anything. All the pencils, like all the things that on the friggin' list of all the things they need, most of that stuff came home at the end of the year. So I guess we'll just, unopened. 
Right, unopened, not used. Like, who knows what he used to complete his schoolwork? Right. Half the time, I didn't even know if he was completing schoolwork. Oh, my gosh. Because he literally, I really thought that they would come from middle school, come home every night with so much homework. That was one thing that I had heard. It's going to be so much homework. Yeah. Like, he hardly had any homework, ever. Well, my son will be happy to hear that. Well, he also got a lot of it done at school. Right. Because there's opportunities to do that. So if you're not a kid that can manage your time in that way, then you might have a lot of homework. homework. And that's part of the independence, right? To sort of set them up for. Like, look, you can be a kid that comes home and doesn't have any time to hang out with your friends or be on your device or whatever because you're doing homework. But if you use your time, like to teach them time management is probably huge. Right. Well, time management is going to be the biggest challenge for my, my oldest and probably staying organized and keeping on track of assignments mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. also going to be a huge Well, they pretty much have it laid out for them. So as long as they're using the tools that the teachers are giving them, I mean, the teachers, I have felt that they have set them up to succeed. All right. That sounds good. Right. <clears throat> so uh, if they're not succeeding, then, I mean, you have to take a hard look at why, you know? Well, or, I mean, my son is probably <clears throat> terrible at actually using the tools provided, and that's one of the things we're well, working on this summer. They don't really know how to self-advocate, I don't think. They don't know how to how to not know the answer to something and then go to their teacher to find out. Because they think kids of that age think that like they're failing in some way if, if they, they don't, don't know, know the answer or it's embarrassing for them to go talk to the teacher. When, you know, I saw this arise a couple of times where I had to say like, you know what, your teacher is there to help you like they want to help you they want to help you figure it out or figure out whatever it is that you don't understand no they're in the and and I'm always met with no I can't do that I can't ask Mr. So-and-so that question because he's just gonna get mad at me well no no like really you're probably embarrassed that you don't know something you're not supposed to know everything and really, your teachers want to help you. Like, they are on your side. And that would be something that would be different, too, mm-hmm. is that that now that there is more of that on your child, mm-hmm. that you need to go solve your own problem. Right. And I think once they do it the first time, it becomes easy, easier. But before they've really done it, like I didn't even re- I didn't realize like oh you're not really doing your best because you haven't asked your teacher how you can do something better or what it is that you're doing wrong like I can't tell you I don't know mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're doing in class and whatever they're teaching you and how they're teaching it trust me well I don't, how they're teaching it's huge I don't huge, even right? know <laughs> what is happening I had to ask a neighbor for my third graders math <laughs> I had to literally go ask him because my husband was gone. Like, I don't understand what's happening. So, right, at the sixth grade level, I literally have no idea. 
especially when, and, and things are different. There's ways that kids are being taught today, mm-hmm. specific things that we weren't taught. Well, I guess you kind you kind of said this, maybe this was something that you were unprepared for, but I was mm-hmm. going to say, what, was there anything that first year that you kind of felt like, wow, I was really unprepared for that? Well, this is a really silly thing, but something you should know. So if your kid is not doing art and they are not doing choir, then that means they're in band. Yes. Or orchestra. And you have to bring your instrument with you to and from school. So you really would like to choose wisely (laughs) as to what instrument you're going to be playing because... Max was lucky enough to have the flute, Mm -hmm. so that was very small, but if you have like a tuba or like a, I don't know, a saxophone or something, like, and and then all the other stuff that you have to bring. Like all books and whatever. Like the backpack. So you know my son, and you know that he is not like a huge kid. Yeah. And so, and he had his (laughs) backpack, I mean, it was like 25 pounds, which is... More than a th- yeah. third of what he weighs, you know? Is that right? Is that yeah. right? Mike and I had to get for his bike, like a... Like a rack? Like a rack to go on the back because, like, I couldn't even understand how he could ride his bike with all of the things that he had to carry in his backpack. Um, I would never have thought to say anything about instrument, but... You're totally right, and I am going to say that when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. I chose to be in band, and I chose a saxophone, mm-hmm. an alto saxophone, which isn't even that is big. Is that the smaller one? It's the smallest saxophone, but it's still pretty big. I think Max is going to play that this year. Oh, he is? Well, I, and this has <clears throat> got to be one of my most embarrassing memories, because I walked to and from school, and so my parents got me a luggage rack, oh. and I would... <laughs> Where we like you wheeled it. I wheeled it. I had to strap it because I'd have my backpack, and then I'd strap the saxophone to the luggage rack and wheel it home. And I was mortified, Mm -hmm. and I was super jealous of kids who were playing the clarinet or the flute. Right. Um, I mean, they're gonna want to play what they want to play, right? But they should know that that's on them. Like they, they're the ones that have to get it to and from. And I guess if it's too big, you might need. One at home and one at school. Well, and they do provide that, but only for like a stand-up base. Or yeah, I like that though. Like that. that is an important thing to consider. My my <clears throat> going they into either si- go really small or as big <laughs> really as big, can. one or the other. Although those are expensive to rent because my fifth grader just did band and he wound up playing the trumpet because uh-huh. he wanted to play the French horn uh-huh. and the French horn was $80 a month to rent Ooh. and the trumpet was 20. Okay. So I told him he could play the trumpet. Yeah. And then if he really enjoyed band and wanted to continue, we would look at the French horn. Well, he hated band uh-huh. and he is signed up for choir for next right, year right. because he doesn't want to have to deal with it. I tried to convince my son to now go to choir. I tried to convince my son to do art, but apparently he'd rather sing right. than art. Is well, like there really... are a lot of girls in choir. Yeah, so maybe that's, that's a smart move. Fun. We'll see. What... Mm-hmm. Which I guess we should talk about girls because I don't even know what <clears throat> age kids start to... Well, I was very surprised about... Like, at the beginning of the year, I was really surprised about the girls' situation. Tell me about the girls' situation. I just think that girls... You know, I, I don't have girls, so I could be totally wrong in saying this, but but I was a, am a girl, <laughs> and I was are. a 7th grade girl, or 6th grade girl. And they're just so much more, like, mature and aggressive. 
you know, really? like in that they want to, they just, I, I can't even, I, I can't even explain it. Like if there was just more girl talk and girls, you know, who, what girls like, what, you know, boys. I remember I, that from sixth grade. I remember, I remember going out with somebody in sixth grade right. and I remember being interested in boys like fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, having these sort mm-hmm. of like my first experience with boyfriends. But I can tell you that my about to be sixth grader is totally clueless, right. has almost I know that he has had thought girls were cute, but mm-hmm. I think has very little like right. even idea that this is coming well, they for just him. Don't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so all these girls like me. What does that mean? And then they they're all like, Oh, well, I don't like you today, but I like your friend now, you know? And yeah. the boys are like, hmm. Although some are really into it too. Right. So I just know that I think that if that becomes a thing, that's something that my son is totally unprepared for. But it really, I think it was more like the newness of it um, that was exciting because you're going into middle school and you're going into like five different schools or being fed into your sixth grade class and you've been knowing the same girls and boys for, you know, since kindergarten. Yeah. So it's pretty fun when there's like a new group of girls people to be interested in Mm -hmm. or think are cute so that was pretty exciting but but i did find that by the end of the year it was not even really a thing anymore like it wore off pretty quickly all right Mm -hmm. what about so kind of with that from the beginning of the year to the end of the year is -hmm. there any ways that you notice your middle schoolers sort of change or evolve um I'm really lucky in that my kid is really confident going into middle school. He's really capable. Um, It's been really nice to see him take responsibility for himself, to manage his time, to... Like, there, there was a time at the beginning of the year where... So in, in, in elementary school, you don't have, like, an expectation for your child. I mean, they're getting excellence and most of the time the M grade, the E grade, yeah. the <coughs> satisfactory, unsatisfactory. And so then going into middle school, like, they're getting, like, real grades, you know? Well, and maybe you do at your school. They, I don't we, know. My kids have, but I get what you're saying, that that may be something new. But it's not, like, elementary school is typically, for most kids, pretty, you know, status quo. Yep. And so going into middle school, like, their grades, and they sort of matter. I guess they don't matter on your lifetime transcript, but, you know, we're working towards that. Yeah. And so it was hard to say, like, okay, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. However, we'd like to see you sort of at this level. You know, if your grading scale, because their grading scale happens to be a one through eight, eight being the best. So if you're getting fives, well, you're doing okay, but let's get sixes. Let's do that. 
And for my son, that was really hard for him to, like he was saying, well, you know, I'm in all of these advanced classes. And if I'm doing really fine in those advanced classes, <coughs> then I'm already doing better than most of the kids in sixth grade. So I don't understand, like, what I'm doing is really hard. I don't understand why, why you I think should... I need to be doing better. Yeah. Well, because we need to have you have something to strive for. And if you just want to be doing okay, well, great. But I know you, and I know that you're a little more driven than that. But just just doing the bare minimum is not... There's a lot more competition. Like, you have to... You know, when you go into the real world, are you going to give the job to the person that has, like, an outstanding, like, track record of really working hard and going the extra mile? Or are you giving it to the person that's like, eh, I can do it, but I just... did just what I had to. I just do what I got to do, and I get by. So, and so by the end of the year, he had all sixes and sevens, and I was really proud that he took the initiative to make that happen and understood by the end that, okay, if I, you know, do a little bit more, then I can make it happen, you know? Like, they, they're like their own freaking people now. Yeah. <laughs> they have their own, like, mind and motivations and, and like, a life that I don't even know about. Yeah. Um, that they really aren't quick to share with you. I know. Mm-hmm. And those, I think those things are... Even this conversation, like, all of these things are harder on us as parents mm-hmm. to sort of navigate the, them growing up than mm-hmm. it is on them. Is there anything, you kind of just talked about it a little bit about maybe, and maybe that came up during the year, but is there anything now, having finished sixth grade, if you could go back and say, oh, I really wish I would have chatted with him about this or that before sixth grade started? I don't know if there's anything I wish I would have chatted with him about I I maybe just to let him know that it because I think as a fifth grader in in our school that we were in it it didn't really prepare them for sixth grade you know Mm -hmm. in the sense that it didn't it didn't prepare them to manage their time it didn't prepare them like how to relate to like all these other people and to self-advocate and to, you know, but it's just, I don't know what I would have chatted with him about in particular, but looking back on sixth grade, I, I almost feel like that's what sixth grade is for in middle school yeah, because they sort of keep them a little bit separate and they're there to help them navigate through what will be like their teen years yeah. you know well that's good to know and as a we parent. have to let the teachers do that 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 is what sixth grade is for right. is it really is that bridge and the teachers know yeah like you're coming to them with like your whoa is what <laughs> and they're like uh-huh yeah we got it it's good you, you, know, got, you like, just got to trust that we know what we're doing. <clears throat> right. Like, this is not our first rodeo. All right. Like, they know. Is there anything else, any final words to somebody who's got somebody moving, a son moving into middle school, words of wisdom or advice, having just done it? Um, 
Well, this is one thing that came up during the year that I found really interesting was that living in this day and age that we are in with phones, technology, that kids nowadays, they have access to everything so fast. They, have, they don't ever have to contemplate anything. They don't have to sit with the thought and think about it and think, think about how I'm going to articulate it because they've never had to do that. Mm -hmm. And so going into middle school where they are, especially like in language arts and they're having to write uh, summaries or write, uh, what is it that they write? I can't think of what it's called right now, but like they have to sit and like critically think and and critique something, maybe something that they're reading or analyze or it. analyze something, and it's really hard for them to do. Um, and so when the teacher is asking them, "I need more, I need more," but I've answered all the questions that you've asked me to answer. Mm -hmm. Like I, you asked me this, and I said. Here's the answer. Well, no, I, well, I don't know what you mean by more. Like, right. they really, like, we have to, we have to get them off of their devices, devices and be able to think, think or expand on something. Right. And I've I've seen that in my son in fifth grade, where he would, there would be seven lines to answer mm -hmm. a question on a test test and my mm -hmm. son would use the first line right. and then be curious as to why he got a low score on that and my mm -hmm. husband and I were trying to say like if they give you seven lines they expect you to use seven lines you're right. going to need to go deeper but they don't really know what that means right yeah and so we have to be helpful and help them navigate through that. Well, since you're talking a little bit about devices, mm -hmm. what about phones and middle school and maybe social media? I mm -hmm. was reading something, I think I posted it to the Facebook page for Boys mm -hmm. Built Better about middle schoolers and social media. Mm -hmm. And I sort of feel like social media, while I connect with a lot of people mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen in a long time, I don't know that it's great for me like just personally, because I, it all, it brings up these like, Oh, well look at that person who's so happy. Or am right, I that happy? I right. think there's like a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. And so I am really, really hesitant to mm -hmm. give my older son. He does have a phone. He can text people mm -hmm. and like that. And I can see that that is certainly a part of his socialization mm -hmm. right now, but I'm super worried and hesitant to do anything really social media related. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Well, Max really wants to have Instagram, mm -hmm. and all of his friends have Instagram. And I try to explain to him that I just, I just don't feel like you need it. Like it's just another thing that you have to manage. That you don't need to. Yeah. Like you've already got enough stuff going on. You already have school, homework, sports, after school activities. Like. You don't need to be looking at someone's post about how sad and depressed they are and then you feel bad about it and feel like you have to do something for them or like you just just don't have it and you just don't need it. Well, mom, all my friends have it. Yeah. And you have it and you're always looking at Instagram. 
Well, right. I'm looking at people's recipes. I'm looking at how somebody lost 30 pounds and what I can do to <laughs> How do they organize their garage. Right. <laughs> and I'm looking at my people or my friends' kids, and they're all people who I have had 30 years of having face-to-face conversations with, right. you know? And so w- when when you get to that point, when you've had face-to-face conversations When you know how to do friends, that, yeah. Right, then, then, I mean, I don't know. So well, you guys are gonna, staying away from it for now. Am I going to fold on that soon? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because I am really curious because my son has said, like, I want a Facebook account, and I've just kind oh, of no. said, no, I'm not interested no. in him doing any of that. Anything else before we go? Um, well, as a parent... I think we just have to be really tough and we can't take things personally. They're like going through so many different emotions and like stress that you haven't seen before and they get mad and they get moody and they say things that are not kind and they don't appreciate you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I have found that I have to be really like tough you know like sometimes inside I feel like my feelings are really hurt um but I can't really show that well I think you can say wow that was you can let them know that that did hurt your feelings but I can't like I can't put them up to a higher standard than I put myself up to like they're they're having a bad day. They have bad moments. They have bad... They say things that they don't mean, and we can't take it personally. We just have to learn from it and move on. And I do think there's some more emotions kind of happening, at least for my son, who's kind of who's now approaching that age. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's more emotions around the whole thing. And sometimes they don't even... Sometimes they don't even know. Like, they don't know why they're so frustrated. Like, they could just be so mad and they really don't know why. We, we have started that, so I, I like that. I think it's called a testosterone tough. surge. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. Let's, do, let's revisit this when we have our second ones in middle school. It'll be a whole new, different thing. It will be because their personalities are totally different. So we should. We will have the same conversation in we'll a couple revisit. of years. We'll revisit and probably care a lot less. Right, because we'll be a few years past it and it won't matter right. so much. Awesome. Thanks, Erin. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from today's show at www.boysbuiltbetter.com. Continue to tune in throughout the summer as we talk about more transitions that our boys are going through. And if you like the show, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. See you next time.